0: Previously, on Quest Friends. What's up dudes? Tonight is the salt and pepper rally. I'm gonna be on the Proligarchy, which is chosen that evening in a cutthroat competition. And Strife has a tattoo of a small knife with a serrated blade. And the type of life it can influence is something you haven't heard of before. It's called Stratic Life. Do you have a
1: team with you on the ship?
0: My my team is my team is always with me. Yes.
1: Upper like looks around.
0: Cecilos has been Bad guy. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just a uh... Everyone, welcome to the beginning of our festivities for Prom de Plume. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Rally. And so Simon and Simon continues his investigation, going further into the belly of the beast in an attempt to extract information from his target. The secrets are soon to be solved, and they'll be solved with the help of his plucky assistant, Sarah Finia Delilah Willow Brackleberry. Alone, they were Simon and Simon. Together, they're Simon and Sarah.
1: S squared. S
0: I like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's better. So Hop, you are back at your good old creepy, crackly, moldy home, the third deck. You can hear that the Salt and Pepper Rally has started. You probably are right below the gymatorium because you can hear the music reverberating over the wall and shaking the ornaments inside of the cars that wall your pathway. Normally, the third deck seems unintentionally creepy. It just seems like no one really cares about it. But at this part of the third deck, it seems much more deliberate. The lighting is around just long enough for you to see the shadows of the figures around you and see the silhouettes of the Zev that are patrolling this area. But then it goes out again, and your imagination has to fill in the rest. You are in the Brig. This is where the Zev took Cecilos and his stuffed quail after you had heroically captured him after a long chase it looks like it's been impromptu built out of cars you can see these broken down vehicles with fogged up windows and handprints of prisoners desperately trying to get out fuck
2: you (laughs) uh
0: and you and sarah are down here to what are you down here to do
1: Uh, well, Hop feels pretty responsible for Cicelos getting arrested,
0: uh, (laughs) since probably... (laughs) It's just like I was the one who, like, caught him or whatever.
1: Like, he didn't intend for that to happen. He certainly didn't... He didn't think the Zev would even be around or interested. When they first came in, he thought they were there for him. He's actually really surprised that Cicelos was the one arrested after all that, because he was the (laughs) one who was, like, who was clearly grabbing him. So, uh, Hop wants to... Ideally, he would find some way to get Cecilos out of this car jail. He wants to at least talk to Cecilos there and apologize and try to help.
0: Okay, and I normally wouldn't ask, but after this afternoon's incident... Have you informed Sarah of the nature of your discussion with Cecilos? Yeah,
1: as they as they like approach closer to where Cecilos will be, Hop wants to just say, "Hey, Sarah, um, I don't exactly want to interrogate. You know, I, I I mean, I want to get information. I I need information. I need to know what he's doing on the ship and what he's got in the quail and and just." what he's here for, but I, you know, I didn't want to get him arrested, and I don't want to hurt him. So I just, um, I really want your help. I just want you to know what the kind of tone that I'm going for here is.
0: Oh! Oh, fuck and she just takes the wrench and just sticks it in like a pocket and says okay yes i i i understand um what do i put in my hands what 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 would you recommend i put put in my hands for this uh
1: well nothing i don't think you need anything in your hands
0: oh okay fists got it
1: uh, i mean i wouldn't ball your hands into fists but i guess your fists are your hands don't ball them into fists. Just just don't don't ball them into fists. Oh,
0: um okay. And she just kind of like holds her hands up for a second, not sure what to do. and she just sets them on her legs and you just keep going.
1: Yeah, that's nice, you know, open, non-threatening. <laughs> you know, body language can really help people tell you things when you want them. you know, if you don't, I find that if you're just nice. <laughs> I'm fucking nice. Oh, of course you are. that's I, I just meant, like, Sometimes to appear open to other people, you have to really think about it, you know? I'm nice. I think you're really nice. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings or anything. I'm just, I'm just, I'm really, um, I'm really off right now. Sorry. Slaying this
0: romance. <laughs> Just nailing it.
1: Absolutely slaying it.
0: <laughs> um, and you're about to be more off hop because you're now approaching one of the vehicles that Cecilos is being held in. And you've sworn you've walked this path before. Because they've just decided to commandeer the ladybug. No! As the place in which to hold Cecilos.
1: They can't do that. They've worn it. They can't do that.
0: Well, you're going to have to convince them that. <sighs> because this is a very old-fashioned kind of uh, interrogation and holding. So you're going to see two old-fashioned Zev. And by old-fashioned, I mean they look like uh, look like old cops with bowler hats. And they have weird metal mustaches. Oh
1: my god, like Pinkerton detectives.
0: Yeah, they're, they're like Pinkerton detectives. Actives. And um even though I make it so that you can not understand what they're saying in the edit, I'm still gonna put on a terrible Pinkerton accent. And they're gonna say, hey, what's
1: uh, I need to talk to Inspector Cecilos, please.
2: Uh,
1: well I was the one chasing him earlier actually, which I think is why you thought that he needed to be arrested, and you know, thank you for doing your duty, but I just want to ascertain whether or not he should be kept down
2: here. Ah
0: and sarah just turns over to you uh, they're uh, they're they're i think they're laughing at us
1: yeah i think so too um
0: <clears throat> listen simon can i try something yeah go for it no offense and she starts rolling over to the zev and she says all right listen no offense to your nice thing but sometimes you gotta speak your, their language all right hey fuckwads!" What the hell? Yeah, you know what I want to say to you? You know what I'm saying to you? I'm saying you're getting the way of an important investigation, alright? This guy over here, premier detective on the ship. He basically owns your sorry asses. Meanwhile, I'm the engineer. I'm the one keeping us all in the air. Don't listen to that little globe asshole, okay? It's me. So maybe it might just be in your best favor to let us through and there's a pause, and the Zev go, oh, and Sarah turns over to you, smiles, and gives you a thumbs up. All right, so you make your way into the ladybug. It looks like the ladybug. It's fleshy and gross and long and has legs instead of wheels and a propeller beanie because you all created a nightmare of a vehicle. Uh, You see Cecilos, who's just kind of, he's sitting there kind of sad. And he sees you come in and he says, oh, it is a pleasure to see you, account detective and engineer detective. I'm afraid there's been a grave misunderstanding.
1: I I agree. And Cecilos, I I am so sorry. I never meant to get you arrested when I when I I just wanted to see what was happening. I just wanted to see what was going on. So I am really sorry. And I'm going to do my best to get you out of this, okay?
0: Oh, that that would be very appreciated. But honestly, it's not myself that I'm concerned about getting out here.
1: Who are you concerned about?
0: It's very it's very important that my package gets to its destination. The quail? And he leans into you. Conspiratorial. Yes! I knew indeed that you were a very good accountant, Detective. By the way, you were able to deduce that that was the most important item and the one that I was thinking of in this very moment.
1: Yeah. Hopper Hopper doesn't want to be like, no, it was obvious. But he also (laughs) feels weird about totally accepting the compliment because it was obvious. So yeah, he'll awkwardly accept it. Um, where was its destination?
0: Its destination was not far, just the minor major metropolitan area of Glavis. And it is very, very important that it gets there by tomorrow evening. Otherwise, it'll be much too late.
1: Why does it need to get to Glavis by then?
0: Well, it is, uh, my team will just be very dreadfully upset with me if it isn't.
1: You've mentioned your team before. Are they waiting for you in Glavis?
0: Yes, yes, yes. They've been waiting for a very long time. And I and I promised them that this was going to be my last investigation before I was back there for good. And then he's just kind of look a little sheepish. I, uh, I beat around the bush because I'm not the greatest singer, but the quail has stories and songs. For my son. He's four years old tomorrow.
1: Hopper will, extremely surprised by that, and go, It's just a gift for your son?
0: Well, yes, it, it is a gift for my son. But as my husband would be quick to remind both of us, It's not just a gift from my son. A gift from my son is the most important thing in the whole wide world.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to belittle it. I just meant you seemed so secretive about it that I thought it was something dangerous or illicit.
0: Oh, no, 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 not at all. I just know that, well, Key doesn't really like messages being sent out, and the quails I was training to deliver the message were just particularly not good at following directions or flying at all. And so I was just a little embarrassed (laughs) about the whole thing. And I just... I just don't want to fail little Kevin. Kevin. His son's name is Kevin. Fucking. Cecilosa's son name. Kevin. Is Kevin. <sighs> Let it all out, Ari.
2: <laughs> Why are you like this?
3: Oh, no. For anyone who's not familiar. Why are you like
0: Kevin this? is the primary antagonist of Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> and a creepy motherfucker. <laughs>
3: That's my a theory, because time is weird in Night vale and my theory is that Kevin is the adopted son of Cecil <laughs> and Carlos. That's not even a thing, a thing that I actually think of, and it distresses me a lot. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, is that why you were up by the relay? You were trying to train the quails?
0: Yes, 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 I was trying to train the quails. Unfortunately, my skills relate more to listening than they do to discussing.
1: Can I ask you why you're investigating this specific ship at this specific time?
0: I'm an inspector investigating this ship because I had a hunch. There's nothing in my life when it comes to matters of great personal importance that have mattered more than a hunch. A hunch is what I used when I found my husband. A hunch is what I used when I started the investigation business. A hunch is what I used when we decided to adopt our son. And it's that hunch above all the other hunches that makes me so confident in them. My son will be turning four tomorrow. And while he may only be young, he's still so extraordinarily exceptional. And Cecilos continues to go on for a while about his son. And you hear the thing he thinks he says, but more importantly, like a hunch, you feel them. Because there's something so exceptionally familiar about the things that he's saying. And because of that, you don't hear what he says in his voice, you hear them in your father's. He's just so bright and talented and, and he has this investigative spirit. It's a bit obtrusive, it causes all sorts of headaches. The kid got me arrested once. There's just so much energy and passion and his books. I, I can't keep up with them and I can keep up with everything. Not everything. I can keep up with most things, but there's something about the way he thinks and the way he moves and his enthusiasm that's unparalleled. I can't pretend to understand my son. I don't think anyone can. But I do know this. If anyone, anyone doubted him for even one second, then they're a damn fool.
1: My heart. Hop is left a little bit stunned by all of this. He will let Cecilos ramble about his son for as long as Cecilos would like. And then at the end, um, Hop will just say, it sounds like he's a real special kid. Um, I'm going to make sure he gets your present, okay? Th-
0: thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I I, do not have words to appreciate how much I expect, uh, how much I appreciate you, accountant detective.
1: Um... I'm going to roll a general, like, I was going to roll a truth roll, and then you had the really emotional stuff about his son, so I don't necessarily want to roll, like, a see-through deception about that kind of stuff,
0: but... You don't got to roll for that.
1: Ah, yes! Cecilus
0: is off the suspect list.
1: All right. So Hopper is going to, like, extend his hand, hesitates for, like, a second to perform the roll, if you will, that I don't need to perform, but thinking about it, and then he follows his hunch. And he extends his hand to Cecilos and says, Thank you for everything. And I look forward to working with you.
0: He grabs your hand and he shakes it so excitedly that your teeth just start shattering, like almost like in a cartoon. Thank you, Accountant Detective. It 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 means it means the world to have someone so exceptional on my side. And uh you have, assuming you keep your promise. Five heart points with Inspector Cecilos.
1: Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. The rest of the night is going to be hop spent down there engaging in whatever bureaucracy slash threats from Sarah need to be carried out to see to see these tasks through.
0: You and Sarah are now up on the top Of the prodigious. It's nighttime, but you can see in the moonlight the clouds as the wind blows around you. And it's just very peaceful. And you're up here and you hear the little, I don't know what sounds quails make. Are they just deep, lazy, like bird sounds? I've been
1: imagining like bird sounds, but from a whale, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, but deeper.
0: (laughs) It's that one orb from Puyo Puyo Tetris. That goes, goo goo. No, that's that's Carby.
1: Goo oh, I hate that thing. Go-goo. I still don't know what they are. I played this game for a while. No one has been like, this is Carby, my pet. I don't know why only two people have pets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you've recovered Cecilos' stuffed quail, which sure enough, if you play it, will play just cute messages and songs. How are you going to get this in a single day to Anquan, which is I don't have the map by me, but it's a pretty far ways away.
1: Okay, Do I have access to balloons?
2: What? I want to <laughs> up-balloon it to the place it needs to be. You're just going to set a balloon to the wind and hope that it goes
0: to va- that. No, address? No, I'm going to
1: argue there's technology in the ninth world that would allow me to do this. We have self-mailing mail, is the thing.
0: Okay, okay, no, that's, that's fair, that's fair. And,
1: and the postal system seems like something Hop would at least be familiar with. I imagine he got care packages and, like, sent them out, and, like, he went here. His dad's probably sent him, not grits, because those wouldn't be good in a care package, but something... And he's really good at packing things, so it's, it's very safely packed, immaculately taped. A lot of, like, fragile, be careful stickers on it. And then he just ties it to balloons and uses the self-mailing mail technology to send it safely into the sky.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll buy that. You mail it into the sky using balloons. Yeah. And within seconds, a a bird flies through the air. And just pops all the balloons. I fucking jump
1: off and save
0: it. And the package starts to fall. But luckily, Sarah likes adding rockets to everything. So out of the side of the package, two rockets just emerge. And it just jet propels itself off into the distance. And makes just a nice little (laughs) rainbow-like arc as it does.
1: The rockets were a good touch, Hopper will tell Sarah.
0: Thanks. And then Sarah, who's been kind of looking at you all night, turns to you and says, Hey, uh, are you all right?
1: I'm better than I've been in a while, actually. Yeah, 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 I'm doing okay. Uh, why?
0: Oh, no, no, nothing at all. You just seem kind of off the past couple of hours. Not like a, not like a bad off. I'm not, I'm not saying you being happy is bad. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. No, it's just there like. Your only
1: knows hopper said the <laughs> hopper happy is really off to her. Oh my God. Yeah, I just, I just had, um, I kind, kind, kind of a bad day before my friends and I got on the prodigious. But uh, it's, um, I'm sorry. I, you don't need to hear all this.
0: Yeah, I don't need to hear about it. It doesn't mean I don't want to.
1: Hop will softly smile and then kind of lean back against the railing. You know, I just... This whole investigation thing. I guess w- when when I was a kid, I did some of that in my town. And it was the first time I really felt like me, you know? And then that's why I kept doing it. But I I got my friends into a lot of trouble a few days ago. And I started calling myself Hopper because I liked it. And it felt good and it felt right. But then it just stopped feeling that way. Because the person who first called me that stopped calling me that. And you know, if I can't, if I can't not hop out of her, then I'm hopper to no one. You know, I, I certainly didn't deserve the name after that, but I am, I am, I think maybe that's okay.
0: Well, from my experience, people are going to call you what people are going to call you. You don't really deserve or not deserve any of that. It's just what they call you. And that doesn't make your name. I don't mean to brag a bit, but, uh, I'm a bit of a name expert. I did choose three of them. And you can change what you want to call yourself as much as you want. You can change day by day, and that's okay. The only thing that matters is what you want. Because honestly, regardless of what you decide, I'm going to like you all the same. And you now have five heart points with Sarah. Announcement break for Quest Friends, episode 49. Crime and Courtship Part 14. I am Kyle, your GM, and our our intro and outro song are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. We got a pretty fun announcement for you today, but before we get to that, I just want to talk a little bit about audio and the quality thereof. So something you're going to notice this episode and next episode is that Ari's audio is a little funky. Uh, Essentially, we lost the original recording, so we had to use the zoom backups, which while containing basically Basically everything she said are just a little bit lower quality than our audio normally is. So similarly you might have noticed that my mic has a few crackles, a little a little crackles that appear from time to time. I've tried to minimize them from most of my lines, but there were a few lines that were too important to remove and I couldn't really get rid of the, the crackle sound. So you'll notice it a few times. So if you hear like a tick, 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 it's not you, it's not your computer or iPhone or whatever you're listening on. It's just a little quirk of my mic. But you're not here to hear me apologize, you're here to hear me talk about stuff. And I got a pretty big stuff I want to mention today. So over the past couple of months, Hallie from Quest Friends This Show has been working on a different podcast called Catching Up David. And while I wasn't able to get Hallie on the air for like an interview during this announcement break, we were able to send out one of our top reporters to learn more about this new show check it out
1: hey i'm ness with quest friends today i'm with what's your name kristen kirsten kristen all right i'm here with christina of catching up david but your name is not david that's my middle name it is no are we catching you up No, I actually know things. Me and my nemesis Hallie are actually catching up our friend David, who missed a lot of, like, early 2000s and through now pop culture, TV, movies, etc. Well, how'd that happen? We don't know. So are you gonna find out why that happened, or...? I don't think we'll ever find out why it happened, but at least we're catching him up and trying to make our way through all the movies, and then we talk about it. I get it. Catching Up David. Catching Up David. Where can we find Catching Up David? You can find us on Twitter at catching up david or at CatchingUpDavid.podbean.com. Wow, that's really easy. It is just the name of the podcast. Super simple. In different search engines. When does Catching Up David come out? Every two weeks on Wednesdays. Wow, that sounds like really easy things to remember. Every two weeks on Wednesdays. Catching up David. Alright, thanks, I guess, Christina. You're welcome, I guess, Ned. Fuck you!
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's Catching Up David. If you're interested, you can check out catchingupdavid.podbean.com. And if you aren't able to remember that link or you don't want to type it out, you can find a link to it below. That's all the big stuff I've got for you today. For anyone who's a little bit hesitant about Game of Thrones spoilers, we have a whole bunch in the post credit sequence, but there's not much important besides that, so you're not going to miss anything if you don't listen. Something you definitely will want to check out, however, is our 50th episode, which we'll be releasing in two weeks on Monday, December 2nd. I'll see you... All right, time for Ari to be the coolest kid
2: in the school. Misha Jarvis skateboards into the gymatorium, (laughs) shredding off the, like, the bleachers and the bleacher bleacher railing.
0: What is, yeah, the how do you do, fellow kids, except Misha somehow makes that cool. All right, so we're going to flash back in time to actually the same moment when Hop and Sarah were going to Cecilos and the Sultan Pepper rally began. Good evening, everyone! Welcome to the beginning of our festivities for Prom de Plume. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Rally! The Salt and Pepper Rally is like a pep rally. It is the big celebration before Prom de Plume, and it takes place in the same space, the gymatorium. The entire school is here. You have professors like Goldstone and Ray and Myra. You have students like Jesse and... Well, I mean, is not a student, but I'm going to lump him in with everyone else. Uh, notably, Everett is not here. And you have all of you as well. You're sitting here and watching a performance. And in fact, Jebediah is about to say, And now the dance class will perform their dance to the tune of and uh professor badge you're the head of the band class what <laughs> no no what no what is the band class playing <laughs> for the dance troupe? i
1: can't teach them anything <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, they're playing we will sock you a song about socks
0: uh can you can you can you sing us a little bit no. of the melody just a little bit, just a tad.
2: I don't actually remember the tune if we will rock Not- <laughs> Just make one up.
0: <laughs> it's a billion years. The song could change. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone before Emily starts. <laughs> come on emily oh no that was the
1: part i was i was telling you that's the part i that oh, i was okay. showing you that's the
0: so the band is literally just playing the same note <laughs> oh no like that fucking terrible solo that ari shared it's the meme. and it's just <laughs> and then the
1: Symbols are crashing, and there's a lot of triangle and a little bit of cowbell, and Megan's playing random notes on her tuba, and everyone's like, oh my gosh,
2: save us. Everyone's just freestyling. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. The one thing that Ellie did tell her students a lot was that improvising is great.
0: It's true but she didn't teach them how to improvise so they're all no. doing their solo at the exact same yeah, time.
1: Yeah, it's it's a jam
2: session.
0: <coughs> I don't think that's called a jam session Emily. I think that's called noise.
2: <laughs> Anyways,
0: I'm I'm sure Misha finds it delightful.
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. They
3: they are they're like taking their kazoo and like playing along with the <laughs>
0: So Misha's sitting there playing uh, their kazoo alongside it. You're in the crowd. There's bleachers, but also people are filtering in. It's the very beginning. So you can be up in the bleachers or just milling around. Misha's out there, Shocks out there. And then Hallie, did Ness ever join them, back up with them again? No. Okay, sounds good. So it's just Misha and Shock right
2: now. Before we start, I have one important question because I'm figuring things out as we go. Is it okay if Shock has somehow acquired a small item of no great significance in between uh when we were last on screen and and now? Uh yes, would it have cost you money? Not if I can borrow it from another character. Let me let me just message it to you directly. I apologize. Let me just let me just send this to you.
3: I don't know, I'm debating if Misha notices this or if they are too, like, interrupted in the... Ellie has given her students a thumbs up. She knows it's
1: bad, but you
0: know what? (laughs) This is what teachers do, right? Um, yes. Without going in more detail, yeah, you got it. Okay. In that case, Shock
2: is standing next to Misha, fidgeting a little bit, just like holding his his arms folded together in front of him, like sort of sort of pinching his arm a little bit, not like enough to hurt, just like messing around with it, covering a pouch at his belt. Um no, let's focus on the music. Let's focus on the music. don't don't worry about it. Okay. Shock is just going to say, um, I must admit, this is very, very different from the music that you have played, Misha Jarvis. I I wasn't aware that Ellie Badge knew all this to teach these students how to do that.
3: I think it was really impressive. I really enjoyed this new song, and I will add it to my repertoire of
0: songs (laughs) for later. Ooh, yes, it is a very unique sound. A dreadful sound. I hate it so much. Please, please mark that down, Myra. And you can see Sonny and Myra are sat behind you. Myra has a notepad and that's scribbled with notes, and she flips it over and she just writes down, Sonny hates music. <laughs> And you can see it's just a list of things that they like and dislike. (laughs) And she just flips through and she's like, yes, that's another thing. I hate that too. That's such an interesting fact to learn. And she scribbles it down for herself as well. It looks like they've decided to take their experimentation of relearning themselves together. On the road and gone to the Salt and Pepper rally, you can see that Sunny has these thin pink lines kind of spiraling all through her gaseous body. And you're confused at first until you see on the notepad that one of her likes is cotton candy. Shock just smiles a little bit and like gives him what he
2: hopes is an encouraging nod. And then like, Looks back out of a stage, occasionally like glancing nervously over to the side at Misha to see what they're doing. Like <laughs> okay, Shock appears to be to be building up courage, if if anyone were to look a little closely.
3: Misha is bad at picking up cues and other things, so they are if things are going on around them, they're interested in that. Like, you, there's still music and stuff going on. They're really excited about that.
0: In that case, the Salt and Pepper rally continues. There are more performances, some speeches by students. And at one point, the lights start to dim. And you hear uh, Virgule over the intercoms say, All right, all right, shut up! No! Shut, shut up! No, hey, shut up! The show is about to start! And you can see two smoke machines on the sides of kind of the main area start to shoot out. And a lot like, you know, those fountain projectors that were like TVs. Now the smoke itself is taking the form of these projections from the smoke machines. And a presenter says, Jetco presents the salt and pepper pageant brought to you by Jetco and celebrating the Jetco prom and plume sponsored by Jetco. Remember to check your Jetco brand WayPal for a free coupon for a prom outfit for Prom the Plume. It's free! And then a disclaimer quickly goes, disclaimer, free does not actually mean free. Free instead represents part of tuition and includes that budget, which includes parts of your soul and five years' work for Jetco. And then a full advertisement plays and goes away. But but the gist of the advertisement is that you all will be able to have prom outfits. And if you want to find some alternate means of putting it together, you can. But the main method for getting them is by entering in whatever you want in your WingPal, And then it will be delivered in a nondescript box tomorrow morning. Amazoned to your house,
2: Dad Theo appears with a, a shotgun and a dead drone. <laughs> <laughs> this was delivered to my son.
0: Apparently, they found something on my husband's computer. <sighs> Anyways, after that, students start to excitedly talk, and you hear the beep boop of the way, pal. And Virgil just goes, "Hey, hey, what did I say? The show just started. Keep your mouth shut." I do what I want, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> And he's about to yell back, but you hear, Virgule, Virgule, please, this is a happy time. And then Vera's voice joins in. Yes, it is, because it's time for the Salt and Pepper Pageant. And the lights go back up again, and you hear some peppy music, and uh, the lights, there are two lights that go, and they focus in on the stage, and you see in the smoke, both Jebediah Ishmael and Vera Laini have appeared on screen as they're on the stage and emceeing the Salt and Pepper Rally. So the Salt and Pepper Rally, as you all know, is our most important tradition, as it determines the rulers of the school the three members of the Prom de Plume oligarchy, or more succinctly put, the Proligarchy. Yes, the members of the Proligarchy will have access to undescribable prestige and power within the school itself all anointed to them upon the moment of receiving their global chrome. Global chromes. Their global crowns. It's too late now. <sighs> like the chrome wheel atop your head. <laughs> they're Google chromes.
2: <laughs> not, not Google chromes. They're just, they're just made of chrome. They're chrome circlets. <laughs> Did you fucking, fucking edit that in right now. It's canon now.
0: <laughs> Would all contestants please assemble to the back of the stage? And yeah, so do either of you want to take your shot at being a part of the proligarchy? I
2: guess I am. So I am. I I feel like Shock does not intend to seriously win this, but Shock is excited in like being up there to support Misha also and joins them as in like, yeah. Yeah, I'll be here. This
3: sounds like a fun endeavor, Shok. I think we will have a good time here.
2: I agree. This will be fun. And maybe we'll learn something interesting. Perhaps, uh, perhaps the Jagged Dream will tip their hand.
3: I have a hard time visualizing how they will tip their hand. I did not know it was removable in any sort of way.
2: Human <laughs> appendages are really quite flexible. Also, I learned it from a book I read. We're going to force them to reveal their hidden plans.
3: Oh! Oh, that is quite an interesting saying. It makes no sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so you make your way back, you can see it's uh just a bunch of anines going for the proligarchy, probably about a dozen. You also recognize. Hey Shock Buddy! And Shock's pal! It's great to see ya! You're going for the proligarchy! And he goes to high five your hand. Shock hesitantly, like, reaches out to high Uh, five. He high fives you, grabs your hands and pulls you both in and just says, All right, we all know that two of those spots are going to the anines. There's one spot left between the three of us. Don't get in my fucking way. And he pushes you back and smiles. And walks ahead in line. I did not know
3: this was such an important event for Sir Kentrum. I will just do my best, I suppose.
2: Yeah. If we do our best, then only only good things can <laughs> come of it,
0: right? So, this is what's how the Salt and Pepper rally is going to work. The sorry, the Salt and Pepper pageant. There are going to be three rounds of performances. Each one will give you opportunity to score points. At the end, you are going to roll. And the more points you have, the better chance you have of getting on the Proligarchy. And since this is basically an MC talent show, every section must start with a stilted joke, skit, or pun. So before your first round, which is going to be a Q&A session, you're just going to hear from the stage in front of you, Did you hear about the pepper that was attacked in the park and vera will say no that sounds dreadfully dangerous yes it was they were assaulted and then there's just this pause and you just hear some like just some coughing from the bleachers (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) boo and now for the first part of our Jebediah is just happy someone acknowledged him and now for the first part of the performance the Q&A session and so what's gonna happen is you're all gonna get up in line and an NPC is going to ask you a question and basically depending on your response they'll either get you a point or lose you a point so a few of them come up you hear a lot of Aneen 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 It's like just a bunch of aneans in a row. Uh, Finally, we get to Sir Kentrum, and you see, uh, you hear the sweet voice ask a very important question. Uh, Sir Kentrum, squire, I have heard lots of reports of the school just not being openly accessible for everyone who needs to be a part of it. What would you do to make this place a more accessible place for everyone? especially those who might turn invisible without others knowing about it. And you can see Zoe just sitting there asking the question. (laughs) And Sir Kenshi responds and says, Yes, the students here are very important to me. And I think that listening to their needs and making decisions based off those needs and pecs is the successful way forward. I am very smart. (laughs) And the crowd just fucking, even though he said nothing, just starts applauding him and he gets a point.
1: I was going to say, what a fucking politician answer. There is no full key.
0: Uh, the next one comes up to, uh, to Misha. And Misha... Yeah, fuck it. This is going to be fun. So Misha, you see this woman in a blue Tinkerbell outfit and sewn lips walk up to the mic. And the blue fairy just puts the microphone up to her face and stares at you what is your response
3: uh um my response (laughs) let me think what misha says (laughs) so there's no question it's just she's staring at me um okay misha will say um misha will say oh my answer would be blue is my answer
0: She nods. Get a point. (laughs) So the next one is a GM intrusion Ari doesn't get a point for. Ari, two episodes ago, was going to have a GM intrusion related to the fact that Goldstone really likes them. And since Goldstone really likes them, he's going to try to sabotage Misha's competition. So Shock, Goldstone walks up to ask you a question. Well now here, son, I just have a very important question. I think humility is the most important thing of all, even for great, great men. And he's pointing to himself without thinking about it. So I just want to know, what is the absolute worst thing you've done? And we have lie detector tests that can call you out on that. I'm sorry, did you say that- that you're
2: detecting whether it's alive right now? Do- do you have nano powers? This is the time for me to ask questions, not you! I- I think one of the worst things I did was not- well, it was running off without my friends in a really dangerous situation. I- I should have respected their feelings more. Uh, that's that's why you should all vote for Misha Jarvis. Thank you. Shock attempts to like flee back into the into the line <laughs> where, the, where
0: the contestants go as they leave. Uh, Misha, take another point.
2: Okay,
3: sure. Oh,
0: it worked. Shock is at negative points now. I want Misha to
3: to mentally tell to Shock. You did not need to do that, Shock. I I am I am very pleased of you rooting for me in this competition.
2: No, it I still wanted to do it. And you have the best chance of winning anyway.
3: Thank you. I think you also have a good chance.
0: <laughs> Misha lies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Misha
0: thinks that. Uh, following that up, it's time for another terrible joke. That reminds me of an important life lesson I've learned. Why are trees the most fickle friends? Well, I don't know. Why are trees the most fickle friends? Because they always leaf. for them Tish. And the symbol just echoes away. And then actually you just hear, uh, Next round, please. As the cameras just kind of vibrate in frustration. And Vera nods and says, That is correct. Our next segment is the talent portion. So the first one, we have a bunch of aneans that go up. One does stand-up comedy. Aneans, fun fact, when they speak uh, what we would understand as English, just sound like Jerry Seinfeld crossed with Waluigi. So it's a very interesting set. But then Sir Kentrum gets up. He is just, he's just flexing mostly uh, while repeating, no. He's adding an increasing number of pies to a stack that he's holding on to show his strength while repeating all of the numbers of pi to show his intelligence. Does he occasionally drop down into like a one handed push up also? Absolutely.
2: Ah, but is it a good or bad abs you We'll never know. It's always a bad abs pic. When you flex so hard you're lactating, then yes. No! no, no
3: don't say that again. But probably. No, Vote for Misha!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, much like uh, the pies and with milk, the crowd eats it up. Um, uh, (laughs) It is now... Misha's turn. Misha, what are you gonna do for your talent? You get out on stage, the cameras train themselves on you. Well, I
3: mean, you know what I'm gonna do. The thing is, I, I I always have it with me here, but I didn't bring it with like it's it's back out, but Misha would play their kazoo.
0: Can I can I suggest something? Yeah. I wanna suggest that Misha tries to replicate the song they had just said they were going to learn from the band. <laughs> no,
3: I was thinking that actually. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fine. <laughs>
0: Although Ari, can you grab your kazoo quick? Yeah, yes, one second. <laughs>
1: progressively more delightful as you start laughing more because you can hear the laughter a little bit in the kazoo blurts.
0: <laughs> okay, so for this one, Ari, I am going to have you roll to see how successful you were. You can choose any dice that has an even amount because basically if it's in the upper half of the dice, it's a success. If it's in the lower half, it'll be a failure. Well,
3: I, mean, I'll, I guess I'll do the 20 because I already have it here. Uh... A 20! Oh,
0: hey. oh! Oh! Who oh. hey. could have seen this
1: coming? How unforeseen! <laughs> so. Wow!
0: What do you want your benefit to be? You can either get two points or something else.
3: I want my benefit to be to have one point to shock somehow. Like, I want. <laughs> Maybe, no, don't
2: gift of a magi, me. What are you doing?
3: <laughs> like signal for Chuck to come along and and like for for him to be part of of Misha's solo as as they're playing. Like <laughs> oh. come on, Chuck, you 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 can come too. I would like you to be part of this and Chuck, just like do some dance or something. I want you to get a point as well.
2: Should I just come out and do my my routine also while the solo is going on?
0: You can. Otherwise it can just be like a you're too nervous, but they, they're on they're still on such a fucking high for Misha's performance that you get a point anyway.
3: Or it can be Shock like re- really quickly far stepping in front, like, hey, at the end, Jazz hints. Look, and then-
0: look,
2: look, this is how I want it to happen. The Shock sees Misha beckon him on onto the stage to to join into this solo. And if we could see through Shock's eyes, it would be it would be like that sparkly anime vision. Aww like a like, slow motion hair semi-whip as Misha turns <laughs> that, that sort of thing you know and then Shock will nervously rush out onto the stage and this this is his moment Shock whips out cards from the from earlier and is going to perform Fucking magic tricks with my specialized sleight of hand skill that I've, been, I've had for so long. I've trained <laughs> since the beginning of the campaign
0: to be good at magic tricks. This is not what I thought you were talking about. A you single, it, a single, so a single tear rolls down Vespari's cheek. <laughs> then two, and then he just starts, as, like, as the performance happens, so you hear the. <laughs> You see the magic of the performance, you hear the crowd just fucking eating it up, and then you just hear in the background, ha, 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 as Visfari is just sobbing in joy and pride of both you, <laughs> but also that someone as cool as you is using his magic. Y'all, y'all get two points. Fuck it, I'm generous. is up to one point overall, Misha's up to four, The crowd loves it. They're applauding as you go back behind the stage and the applauding starts to fade out and filter down to just a single (laughs) Well, well, well. That was a pretty chill performance from a murderer. Uh, And he looks you in the eyes, Misha. I'm sorry, what? Misha is speechless that they just there, I've been talking to Teach after class lately. You know, she's told me things—very interesting things—that you've done. M- Misha's still
3: like really taken aback, and they just—they're you know, gonna take a step back.
0: Shock is going to step
2: in in between the two of them, meet Sir Kentrum's eyes, and say, "You are not going to talk to Misha Jarvis again. Understood." Listen,
0: friend, I'm just looking out for the school's best interests.
2: Don't you dare threaten them ever again.
0: I'm not threatening. I'm warning. And not them that I'm gonna do anything. I'm scared of them. Misha M- M- is just they just don't know what to what to answer to that. They
3: are yeah, they're pretty distressed at all of that. And mentally they're just gonna say to Shook. He's right,
2: though. That doesn't matter, Misha Jarvis. We're not going to let him try to threaten you over something as silly as as this school. And Shock will just continue to, like, try to puff out and be like, nah,
0: I'm intimidating. I'm a wizard. Sir Kentrum isn't phased, and he just stares you down as you hear the last pun. Did you know that ghosts are particularly fond of this talent show? Why no, I didn't know that <laughs> They're just dying to see it <coughs> Crickets? Crickets Uh Sir Kentrum turns over to you and says Listen Shock, I'm not just talking about the man in the gears back at Charmande and he just meets Misha's eyes one last time If they had their way Everybody in this school would be dead, starting with the ones closest to them. And he goes
2: out on stage. Shock still glaring a hole into the back of his head.
0: So Sir Kendrum goes on the stage for the runway and it doesn't have to be the swimsuit section, but that does not him stop him from starting with just wearing jeans that go down just a little bit too low. You can see like kind of these triangular lines and then just ripping them off halfway down and just speedoing the rest of the way.
2: Kyle, I feel like I almost need to spend an XP to change this scene because I, you've used the incorrect swimsuit for Sir Kentrum. Use your XP. What's his swimsuit change into? Well, it, it's a little hard to describe. It looks a bit like an old-timey bathing suit, but... No, it has no... I'm going to cut you off right now because you're wrong. A deep V-neck.
1: Because that suit intentionally hides what you want to see. Kentrum is not about hiding what you want to see. <laughs> Kentrum's working hard for what he wants people to see.
0: But but listen. That suit was not a Kentrum suit. Sir Kentrum knows the best way to get people excited is to hide what they want to see most.
1: But in... Also,
0: it's definitely tight enough that you can see just everything. But is it is it the suit? It's the same suit because no. it's the suit. I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the in the chat of this episode. No. It's a very good no. swimsuit. No,
1: it's not. It's a very bad swimsuit. And I loathe it like more than anyone should ever hate a swimsuit. I hate this swimsuit.
0: This is going to have to be a video where I just take the image of Welkin and I slowly zoom it in <laughs> as Hallie rants no. about the suit. I don't
1: want you to do that because I don't want to see. I like Welkin. I don't want to see the suit again. No. <laughs> I hate it.
0: Anyways. <laughs> I'm glad I could derail everything forever. That was also my last XP, by the way. Yeah. Does that XP change the universe in any way, or was it just something that has always been different? No, no, no,
2: no, no. It's it goes deeper than that. He rips off the jeans, <laughs> he's speedoing it up. He rips off the speedo, which was somehow also <laughs> like a flesh-colored bodysuit, form-fitted, <laughs> and now it's it's the old timey V-neck bathing suit underneath.
0: <laughs> It was just that good. <laughs> cool, uh, shock. <laughs> no, you're gonna go next. <laughs> I'm adding this to my heist board. What's your walk down the runway like,
2: shock? Um, shock feels a little uncomfortable with this, and so anime's down the runway in a weird combination of Naruto run and uh, far step. So he he just sort of like blinks in a zigzag down the runway, and then blinks back. It's like, oh, bye bye. <laughs>
0: I can't cut a point for that, but I also can't give you a point for that. Sounds like I just got zero points. I'm just going to keep it at neutral. I just, I can't. (laughs) And then... Finally, Misha, you step out, pass the curtain onto the stage, and you can just feel an uncomfortable amount of eyes on you. It feels as if the world is watching you. Uh, not only have the cameras trained on you, so the video cameras, uh, Virgul's video cameras, which are also like shooting out the smoke images of you, you can see Vera and Jebediah staring at you. Jebediah seems jovial, but he always seems jovial, and Vera seems. Well, like Vera. But then through the bright lights, you can just see the reflections of dozens of eyes watching you. How's Misha doing right now?
3: Not not great. I mean, I... They... Like... Before with like the past two puns that happened, like Misha like really excitedly commented them to Shock mentally like, oh yes, I understand. Leaf means because it's a tree, and also it it's a from leaf. Like they're gonna be explaining things, but even from like this last one, like Shock would have noticed that there just was no comment on that note, and they they like usually like after Shock performs, they would have been like, oh very good, just Shock and whatnot, but like. They they don't they didn't even pay attention to what Shock did. I mean they did and they did say like, Oh you did a great job, Shock, they was they weren't really watching. So they're just not not in a great place and so they I guess they're already up, but they will reach to Shock and say, Shock, I apologize. I don't think I can do this. I think you should get this point and they will turn to to step down from from the stage.
2: You don't have to if you don't want to, but I'm here if you need me.
3: I know. Thank you. I, ap- I appreciate it, but I don't alone. feel like I can do this right now. Um.
0: Alone. I. Alone. The word alone just starts to enter your head, Misha. Oh. And it's not like it was with the lady with Cinnabar lips. With that, it felt as if it was coming from you. But these words alone, in this case, feel like an external force, like an idea, a concept, trying to bury itself in your head. And I want you to to roll to defend against it.
3: Oh boy, okay, 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 let's go, guys. That would be a two, that would be a two. Hallie, don't look at me
0: like that. The words dig in. And they start to take hold. And once they get in, Misha, you just start to feel so dreadfully alone. This emotion starts to bury itself inside of you. And once it takes root, it starts to spread its branches. And it moves from a single word to simple phrases. You are alone. You will be alone. You should be alone. And once it goes past simple statements about who you are, it starts to say what you should do, alone. You are alone. You will be alone. You should be alone. You will make yourself alone. And eventually getting to the con the ideas of, you will walk and leave this place and hide in the deepest, darkest corner where you cannot be found and you will be alone forever. And as you start to get overwhelmed by this idea, it's almost like an overwhelmingness. Your, your, Your vision clouds up. You hear these words surround you. They almost surround you like air. And around you, you don't see the stage or the people. You just see these words and these sentences. Alone, you are alone. And they start to surround you. And they're all you know. And you've you've started walking down the stage. And you've kept walking. And you don't know where you're going because you can't see it. And it almost feels like you aren't controlling yourself anymore. And that's when suddenly a rift opens up. And you see a white space in the tear, and you just hear a gentle lady's voice humming and showing a way for you to get out of this space.
3: I'm going to say that Misha might go through with it, because I was thinking Misha was going to run away from the thing before walking down the thing anyway, so... And I, I want to say that when Shock was like, oh, you don't have to do this, Misha. Like, if if it's fine with you, like if, if there's a point for like the mental communication, like if Misha tries to like shut it off as like Shock was like, oh, don't worry, we can help you. And then like they shut that off. But then Misha will step through.
0: Okay. You will step through and you find yourself floating in that space. You're surrounded by what feels to be a white bubble. And in front mm-hmm. of you, you see what you saw back in... Brulettia. This is a different space, a different force than the one who was sending you messages. This definitely was whoever saved you. But as you see the familiar ceramic feet and the familiar gigantic unblowing dress, and you rise up and you start to see this large mannequin-like woman... With no defining features other than the bright red lipstick on her face.
3: Oh god.
0: And she reaches her hand down to you. You wonder whether you've really been saved at all. Oh god. Meanwhile, Shock, uh, what you see is you see Misha leave the stage. And they seem nervous at first, but their emotions start to get more and more elevated. And eventually, you see them start to take a more robotic form than they normally have. And in fact... The red eye turns gray, and then as soon as that happens, Misha just starts walking aggressively towards the door to leave. Shock chases after, and will, through
2: the mental link, try to say, Misha, what's wrong? Do you want to sit down somewhere else? We can leave if you want.
0: You get about halfway through when you kind of hear like the dial tone when someone hangs
2: up just the diiiiit. Can I fight to keep the channel open like Misha did for me back back in chapter three? Yeah, yeah. I rolled a 16, and
0: I totally forgot to spend intellect effort, but will a 16 cut it? Well, I don't know. Let's check Ezra's level. It doesn't work. And all you hear is some coarse laughter mocking you for trying to get in. And suddenly, Misha just stops. And they just stand there. Still. Where both of their eyes were gray... Now they're both red. Oh no. And they've stopped doing whatever it sounded like they were so determined to do, and instead have almost been taken over by something else. Shock pulls...
2: Shock will reach into the pouch uh, that he's been, like, sort of hiding, and pulls out a kazoo.
3: Oh, no! (gasps) No!
0: For the second time, you hear the song. And just like last time, it reverberates through your space, and it helps remind you that there is a way out, and that there are people who are waiting for you, and that you can't stay here. And as the hand moves towards you, you move at an equal speed away from the hand, and then faster and faster until your mind jumps out past this fear, past the words, and right before your eyes open, for the first time, you hear the lady with Cinnabar Lips' voice. That song! That song! That song! And it fades out, and you open up your eyes, and you find that, instead of having this giant hand grabbing you, you're instead being gently held in the hands of a cute hooded boy who helped catch you as you fell. In the distance, the crowd cheers. It turns out that despite not having done a final part of the performance at all, the crowd loved Misha so much that they were immediately voted onto the proligarchy. (laughs) But honestly, that seems like the least important thing right now. And that's going to be the end of the episode.
2: I know that's the end of the episode, but can I still do the thing I was going to do before you progressed things with Misha? Hit me. Shock wants to cast out with his uh, mental connection, just like very open channels, simultaneously probing to like see if there's anyone out there and then just to sort of shout back,
0: we won't let you get away with this. And you just hear the laughter again. problem at all i'm used to it with my cousin wow
1: (laughs) this just bullies anastasia on on the regular (laughs) on the reg (laughs) on the reg as if anastasia even needs to be bullied like anastasia do this thing she'd be like okay well (laughs) i mean i i think
2: that might be what she's just referring to just being like anastasia
0: go go get go get this oh
1: instead of asking politely yeah
0: and she picks up a quail and starts petting it because it's cute in fact, over the course of this whole scene, because she still is a Disney princess, more quails wow. are just going to assemble on her lap and onto yeah. her chair. Just imagine she is a pile of quails by the end of this.
1: <laughs> like the gargoyle in Hunchback, who all the pigeons. Really like.
0: <laughs> no,
2: don't don't remind us of that. It's not real. <laughs> the gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame aren't real. They can't hurt you.
1: <laughs> I think they're fine.
0: They're not great, but they're like... Uh, great, I'm losing to a bird! That's the only line. I just imagine Hop shows up to everyone next day and he's like, guys, listen, I've given it a lot of thought. Call me Tyrone. <laughs>
1: oh, no!
3: Ty- no.
0: Tyrone, Tyrone!
1: Which was going to be maybe my name if I was a boy. <laughs> Yeah. Really? It was Tyrone or Rory. And I'm so thankful that I wasn't a boy because I can't say Rory. Yeah,
0: Rory Rory. 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 Anyways, by car, it would take, say, a day to drive. And I'm not pulling that number exactly from the Cookie crew where it took them a day to drive. (laughs) Well, in Cookie 2, didn't it take them like three hours to drive there? It
1: took them a day to get from Glavis
0: to uh, the vacation house. Oh, right, because the Ninth world map doesn't fucking exist to you. Because it like no the map doesn't exist
2: i just put them in a car and it goes to a place <laughs> it, it took them a day to get to a, a village right nearby but you he gave him three hours to drive to King. i am a,
1: <laughs> I am at least a demigod i can change
3: geography
0: what's your argument ari
3: no no i was gonna say like listen it's like game of thrones latest season uh oh holiday. fast
0: traveling no yeah.
3: Yeah. everybody's just like let's get from the wall to king's landing and they arrive there in like 10 minutes by a horse like Okay,
0: fine. At one point, Shock takes over the Apocrypha and just suddenly turns evil. It's like, well, we got to kill him now. No, it can't be the Apocrypha because that's the world-ending threat.
3: No, because that makes too much sense. you, know, are, you are you making me
0: <laughs> Daenerys
2: Targaryen in this, in this parallel?
3: Yeah, it has to be like Kubo, or
2: or I don't know, somebody that just comes... <laughs> no, no, Kubo becomes the new king uh, yes. of the united steadfast. <laughs> except for the North, which is a separatist state, obviously.
0: I'm so mad. Anyways.
3: Uh, anyway, Everett is the one that goes crazy, so... <laughs>
0: <coughs> no, Everett, Everett wouldn't want it, so he would be the one who is the true rightful king.
3: But it's Jesse, okay? So we have this like yes. really yes. dramatic moment where Everett has to kill Jesse to no. stop.
2: Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yes! It's perfect. It's, it's exquisite. Nothing
1: about that is perfect. I hate it.
2: Jesus fucking Christ. Bad. So in other words, we really we really dislike the showrunners of, of Game of Thrones, Dan and Dave, whatever they are.
3: D. I know they call them D D and it's D really confusing.
2: D D is bad. Yeah. Everyone, you heard it here first.